Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Mom podcast. I am your host, Michelle Pickens. I am a voice behind chronicallyblonde.com and chronicallyblonde on Instagram. I'm a mom of two little ones and a patient advocate just sharing my experience of motherhood with a chronic illness. I specifically have Crohn's disease. And the goal of this podcast is to highlight some of the voices within the community and really to connect, educate, and empower the audience. Today, we have an episode that is jam-packed full of information. I personally learned so much, and I've been really excited to share this conversation with you all. I sat down with Dr. Morris. She is the chief medical officer at Duber Medical to talk about treating anxiety, PTSD, chronic pain, and other chronic conditions with medical cannabis. Dr. Morris is a former neurosurgeon who saw the incredible benefits of cannabis years ago and has now devoted her career to helping make cannabis more accessible for those who can benefit from it. This episode is for you if you want to learn more about medical cannabis, either for yourself or for someone else in your life. She does a great job of explaining the science behind what she shares and breaking down the real differences in using cannabis medically versus recreationally. We also got into the topic of CBD, CBG, CBN, which is something that I am very interested in but haven't been able to get into too much with any of the other interviews I've done, so I was just very excited to learn more. I cannot say enough great things about this conversation with Dr. Morris. I hope you guys enjoy it too. Thank you so much for uh, joining the podcast today. I am really excited to speak with you, Dr. Morris. Michelle, thanks so much for having me. It was great to meet you at the Lucky Leaf Convention, and I am eager to meet your audience as well. Definitely. Well, let's kick things off by you sharing a little bit about yourself. Tell me about you and um, kind of your career up to this point. Well, I'm here in a pretty specific role as a cannabis expert, but my medical expertise is really that I'm a neurosurgeon. And as a girl neurosurgeon, it was a very uncommon thing back in the day. But along the way, it gave me unique perspectives of treating patients with chronic pain, particularly. I did my residency in California, so I voted for the first medical cannabis law in the country. And it's just amazing to me to see how far it's come in the intervening years, how much we've figured out, how it's really a great individual medicine. You know, it's truly patient-centric. What works for you may not be the same thing that works for your spouse versus your mom, you know, and I love it because it gives me opportunities to teach, but it really helps people. And so to see how far it's come is just amazing. My role, sorry, I got a little off topic, but my oh, role, that's great. <laughs> my role is I am a physician leader of our group of physicians. We're called Duber Medical. Um, and we basically do the certifications within state-specific processes, but we're all, you know, very much dedicated to helping patients get that individualized care. And I love being able to teach such as podcasts, conventions. I'm the one that teaches the new onboarding doctors with our group. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And that's so interesting and and um, such a, a great piece of uh, piece of history that you're able to vote for that first uh, first legalization there. Um, so I, I want to dive into, I guess, a follow up question um, from from that. Um, when did you start to realize the potential of medical cannabis? At what point in your career? Oh my gosh. I guess I can answer that, but I have to think even now as I'm sitting here, how different it is. I would have never believed the potential that we already have. I, If you had told me 26 years ago, we would have come this far. I would have been shocked. Um, 
I knew it had a lot of potential first for, you know, the classic was the cancer patients and appetite. And based on my age and the era when I was already a physician and seeing how sick people were with chemo, that was a slam dunk obvious, but the PTSD population and the beneficial effects on anxiety, tremendous. And again, as a neurosurgeon, I've been in trauma units my whole career. And what I really found was that cannabis is far safer than an alcohol, which is legal. And that, that was really in my youth, in my workload, that was to me such the big missed opportunity that why is alcohol wide open and marijuana is not? And then as we start figuring it out, it's amazing to me how many different, you know, different options we have for patients to be able to choose their favorite products. So I can tell you it was definitely, you know, in my early 20s, uh, you know, when I was already a physician and seeing patients. And then unfortunately, I this was before the opiate crisis. But then during the opiate crisis, I was horrified. And so having lived before, during and after that, again, just like the alcohol, it's counterintuitive why opiate addiction was okay and marijuana was not. But now it's the flip side. Marijuana is recognized as an additional tool to help people fight their demons. Yes. And that that's incredible. And for me personally, it's been very influential in, in my journey with chronic illness, um, with Crohn's disease, and then with anxiety as well. Um, so I want to get into um, the benefits specifically of going the medical route. So in states where recreational use is legal, why is it beneficial to go the medical route instead of just shopping your dispensaries, regular, you know, recreational menu? Well, a lot of people will just say purely cost, but we'll come back to that because it actually pays for itself. But what you're talking about is a level of expertise. You've got us, we're doctors that are pro-cannabis. So we're staying on top of these studies But to me, it's not just what's in the studies that makes sense. And I think we'll talk about like some of the modern formulas, but like putting CBD and THC together. We didn't figure that out till a couple of years ago. I read the studies. It makes sense to me. I like it, but I have to hear it from patient after patient. And when I hear it, that it's a trend, that it really works. That's amazing to me. And I can share that with patients, but I can also help you. Some of that is part of it. You know, it's what the other kids are doing but it's really the individualizing it. So for example, a patient with a bad anxiety component of their PTSD, I generally warn them about sativa has the potential to rev that up. But then I talk to them about how CBD can compensate for that. So I like to give the patient the tools. And so, you know, I to me, it's the great professional challenge when they come back and you think you're doing great and all you wanna do is your check-in, talk to me. I always start my appointments with, tell me what's working for you and let me see if I can help you buff that up a notch. So generally we can because we're doctors and we hear it and we want you to do better. The better the cannabis works for you, the less amount you have to use and the better results you have. That also helps physically, but it has a beneficial feedback on mental health, putting you in control. So love to see that. And you get that from the doctors and our, you know, my favorite part is when people just, you see patients have that aha moment. So we're staying on top of the studies. We're staying on top of the trends. We're learning from the other patients and sharing that with you. The dispensaries are learning between the brands. They know sativa is sativa, but they have 20 brands of sativa to choose from for you. They can look at what you bought last time. They are an important piece of the learning curve. 
I don't want to negate that, but they're a piece of it. And, you know, ultimately having a doctor, you know, having a doctor that's just there to listen to you talk about cameras and see how it can help you. Patient, our patients tend to really enjoy their follow-up visits as well as the first timers, because a lot of our first time patients are experienced, but let me throw this at you, Michelle, honest truth. I've had, you know, I was a proponent all along. I've had a card for close to two decades. And yet it wasn't until this calendar year that I realized too. And the creams, the lotions, a mainstay. They're magic. about it, Lucky Leaf. Yeah. They're just fabulous. And yet here I'm old hat and it took me a while. So it's going to be a lot harder for you going into a dispensary like a kid in the candy store, having all the choices of what the combinations are, but also of the brands. So you really, if having a little knowledge going in, you'll get more bang for your buck, basically. And all the states that have medical and recreational, they always give preferential treatments to medical patients. For example, at the very least, you save money. They tax differently for the non-medical, the recreational, or what's called adult use versus the medical. They generally also permit different amounts, quantities that you can buy or concentrations that you can buy, or some states will let medical patients grow, but not recreational. So all kinds of perks that are state specific. You know, we know that when we interact with you as when we met you in Maryland, what Maryland's rules are versus for someone that's calling us from California. But all the states have that in common. Patients get preferential treatment over adult use. And for example, let's say there's some kind of weird bug and it kills the crops, you know, a whole crop of marijuana is wiped out. Preferential treatment is given to the medical patients. They will not sell it at recreational until medical is used up. Wow, so that's interesting. I did not know that. That's, I, I mean, I, I know that there's certain priority and certain menu items that you can get, but that's, wow. That's- yeah. So, you know, it's organized we're in the modern era. It's organized. It's thought out. Systems are not perfect. They're not perfect. You know, there are downsides, but it's really worth it. And for example, in Maryland, it's 9%. That's every yeah. hundred bucks. You save nine bucks. How many times do you have to go to the dispensary? It already paid for your appointment. hundred you know? percent. That's, that's so true. And I and think, I think it's ahead. so comforting knowing that there are doctors like you out there who can help guide for what products to get. Because I, I know in my experience, when I, when I go to the dispensary, you know, they're, they're being as helpful as they can, but they don't know the specifics of my situation. And I don't have, you know, 30 minutes to sit down and explain all the, all the things to them. Um, and I think, a, a common pushback that I get when I'm talking to people about medical cannabis is like, well, my doctor said that, um, like my GI said, okay, I should try this, but they don't have any recommendations further than that. So have Having you as a resource that really just takes that comfortability level up another notch and then really make sure that the the patient's having a good experience with the product because you don't want someone to go and think, okay, I'm going to take this edible and I'm going to and hope that it works. And it's totally the wrong thing for them. So you can guide them in the right direction. And that is important on many levels because of what I mentioned earlier, you have that positive experience then it becomes a positive feedback and you take the time to learn it. Because again, there are so many products. Here's what I tell people in my, my hour-long lectures. There are three sets of choices you get when you walk in the in the dispenser, or three variables you choose from in picking your product. When I multiply those out, I come up with 36 different options. Wow. 
No one needs all 36, but you need to, if you can now understand that forest for the trees, your three sets of questions, then you can get much quicker to where you have it dialed in for what works for Michelle versus what works for Jane versus what works for Joey. And there are going to be some commonalities, but I tell patients, we give you the guardrails, but you got to drive the bus around the learning curve because Mm -hmm. my happiest patients figure it out. And that's, that's the beauty of cannabis. It's got a giant range of safety. So you can do the trial and error, but the payoff is big because once you have it dialed in, patients are very much happier than they are with traditional pharmacology. Definitely. Definitely. Um, well, I want to get into the specifics of making an appointment with, appointment with you and obtaining the, the medical card. So what would that look like for someone who is interested and maybe a first time user? Well, first of all, we want to be user-friendly because we understand it's stressful. Okay. A lot of our patients come with an anxiety diagnosis, Yeah, but let's just step back for a second. You and I are having this conversation this day and age. It's wonderful. But the reality is most adults have spent their entire lives from being junior high school teenagers to today being petrified and in fear and that stigma and marijuana, bad, evil, devil's lettuce, all kinds of nastiness. You got to hide, you got to lie. Maybe even in your relationships, you couldn't tell your spouse. It was a test whether you could confide in them. So people come to the table extremely anxious. So the big thing to us at Duber is really what you said, a positive patient experience. And it starts with whether you go to the website because you like the privacy of all IT or, hey, you, you really would rather have a human being than we got our phone lines. But we're common to any doctor's office in that we have to have a medical history. So, you know, when you go to a new doctor, you fill out a bunch of forms. Yeah. You do that for us, but you have two choices. You do it online in your privacy or you call us and we walk you through it. Ideally, if you have medical records, we love to see those. But we're doctors. We've been at this our whole career. Every day we interview patients all day long. So if you don't have records, that's part of why this questionnaire is important. You're going to tell us your history beforehand. You're going to give us your meds and your surgeries. So we're going to have a sense and we can go from there. You complete the questionnaire and you choose a time for your appointment. We're telehealth. We're open seven days a week, eight to eight. That's great. Very convenient. (laughs) And yes. So for patients, you know, some people want to have their kids out of their hair. Some people want to do it on their lunch break, wherever you can be private from your phone, your laptop, your iPad. You know, you can, it's what works for you, but basically, and then we meet you. So the process in Maryland, the preparation, you do an appointment with us, similar to any other doctor and similar to all doctor's appointments, we're HIPAA protected privacy policies. We can't tell anybody about your business and we won't. Then you do have to do a piece with the state because the state government issues the document. So on our website, we have the instructions. All of our staff can walk you through it. It's supposed to be user-friendly, but if you hit a glitch, we're good at it. That's our job. Just like you mentioned, the regular doctors, if they don't know cannabis, they're not going to be comfortable. GI doctors and psychiatrists, they know it helps their patients, but they don't necessarily know the differences. Mm -hmm. They count on us to be their partners for that. So you make your appointment online like you would with any other specialist. You meet with, you do a little piece with the government, one, two, three in advance. You meet with us and have the appointment. It's a like a Zoom call, but it's easier. It's called Doxy because again, it's got to be HIPAA protected, privacy, you and I, and not the staff and not anyone you choose not to hear it. 
but it's super user-friendly. You click one button, you don't, and it you're there immediately. You don't have to download an app or anything silly. So you do that. We have the meeting. And afterwards, we at Tuber do the paperwork. We upload our part to the state. You go to the state and do your finishing part. They let you print up a temporary card that you can use pretty much right away, but they're government, not 724. Yeah. And then they mail you a hard copy within a week or two that lasts you for the year. Almost all of the states that have medical cannabis, the card is good for a year. We send you a reminder about 11 months and say, hey, don't forget. We send you a coupon usually too. And uh, it's always nice. <laughs> well, because it's also easier. It's logistically better for everyone if there's not an interruption in your card. So yeah. So we try to make it win-win. And so mostly, like I said, the thing is people find what I hear the most feedback that makes me happy is patients complimenting our staff on the front end that reduce their stress level or on the after end that help them make the process easy. Love hearing when our doctors are reading in our reviews, when our doctors and nurse practitioners get compliments because the patients had a great experience because we know everyone's coming to the table stressed. This is not like any other doctor's appointment you've been to. There's nothing that really sets you up for what to expect. Yeah. Although we do have videos on our website. We try to be friendly there too, in terms of welcoming you, but you know, and by the same token, if you come to us and you find something that's a good idea, send it to us, shoot us an email, give us a call, shoot us a text. We're always happy to do things better. It sounds like you have a really, really impactful, incredible team that is on board with you making this happen. I love what you said about um, the just creating such a user-friendly experience. And with the anxiety piece, that is so true. I didn't even think of that. How many people are are coming into this looking for relief of anxiety where the, you know, the littlest things like even making an appointment or filling out paperwork, that that causes anxiety. So the fact that you're able to really handhold, walk the patient through, that's such a huge, um, just, I, I think, selling point for your, for your services. I know when I was getting my card years and years and years ago for the first time, it was like, I figure it out yourself. There was no real guidance and it, and it made it such a, a difficult experience that by the time I got to actually having the card, I was like exhausted from the process. Right, right, so right. This sounds really great. And especially for, for people with chronic health conditions that, you know, it works better to do virtual appointments and you have that flexibility. So that, that is great. And, and we'll link um, the website and, and everything um, in the show notes so that uh, listeners can quickly go and, and uh, check that out. So next, I want to get into a bit about conditions um, that you, that you usually see or treat with, with medical cannabis. So I know you mentioned uh, cancer was something that in the beginning of, of the, I guess, medical cannabis usage, it was, it was, uh, used for. Um, but then more PTSD, anxiety, chronic pain. So what are the common conditions that you see currently? And then what do you suggest for, for those patients? Well, let's, uh, when we go to the, what do you suggest? How about if we bounce back to something I mentioned easier, the big three variables that you have, yes, I think that's a great that. overview, but in terms of the conditions, you know, one thing, and this goes back to what we were talking about with the anxiety, is that classically, there's this belief that, oh my gosh, I must be nearly dying to deserve a medical cannabis card. Yes. You know, surely yes. it's not for me, right? 
Yeah. But it really is. And that's the beauty. It helps so many people. So first, you know, yes, I'm guilty of mentioning cancer as a first, but the question was, what was first? And we learned from the cancer patients and we've expanded. I will tell you the next where it's been the most studied mental health diagnosis has been the PTSD because it works, the large population of veterans. So I would say numerically, my my three most common I see are going to be patients with either a chronic pain diagnosis, a PTSD diagnosis, or a combination of those two. Numerically, those are my top three. Now, what do those all have in common is the anxiety. And anxiety, a lot of people have even a subclinical amount. And it's amazing how well cannabis works for that. So, you know, and it also becomes, again, back to positive feedback cycles. So there are, in, for example, in Maryland, where you and I met, Mar- many states have a sort of what I call loophole where they have an acceptance that it's any chronic condition where classic medications don't work or risks are greater with classic medications. People don't want to be addicted to opiates. No. And if and some people can't take anti-inflammatories because of GI issues, you know, so you have lots of reasons why people would want different medications. Uh, we have, you know, there's kind of a core of about 20 to 25 diagnoses that most of the states that have a lot of them are very similar in that. But basically, they fall into categories, mental health, gastrointestinal, as you mentioned, and neurological. The biggest, again, chronic pain. How many, you know, chronic pain for definition for cannabis is three months of one body part This failed conservative management. Oh, wow. Think about that. How many adults don't have something like that? And you, and conservative management, what do you do when you're avoiding going to the doctor after you sprain your ankle? You're icing it, you're elevating it, you're taking your weight and you're not weight bearing. Those are three classic moves of conservative management. You do that for a couple of days, your ankle's still swollen, you can't walk on it, you break down and you go into urgent care and you get your x-ray, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, very similar that you, you have, you get to use common sense here as well. But um, I like, I like people to be able to treat on the front end. And so the chronic pain is, you know, very common diagnosis and, you know, your chronic pain also interacts with your anxiety. How many people have trouble sleeping? If you were sleeping better in your, you know, with the GI, with Crohn's disease, you get some CBG in a tincture and you get a good night's sleep because your gut is resting. You're waking up without feeling groggy from a medication and you got quality sleep. So your next day is going to be so much better. So it can change your, your life having that as a tool. And even like, I, I hear a lot of the times from other moms and, you know, people they're, they're stressed out with work and they're like, Oh, I'm going to drink, you know, two glasses of wine and, and to help me go to sleep. And it's like, now knowing what I know, I'm like, that is not helping you get a good night's sleep. There's so many other, uh, you know, medical cannabis options. Absolutely. So Absolutely. better for you. And there are medical cannabis options. They're going to give you better sleep than either side of the spectrum. The melatonin over-the-counter Tylenol PM that are going to leave you groggy versus the Ambien Lunesta that have no side effects. I have patients that come to meet me annually for nothing else but to renew their card to get some better sleep. And they don't use any other marijuana products because they're that good. The other thing, you know, for our moms to hear and realize too, let's talk about... I know I got ahead of myself a little bit, but that whole idea of combining cannabis, the THC with CBD, 
all of a sudden you have a product where you can get goodness from both plants. You can get medicine from both plants, but you have the most minimal impairment, meaning minimal impairment, the cognitive, you don't get the woohoo, the euphoria, but you don't get that impairment. So you can bust that anxiety attack and go into that meeting and do battle. You can still get in your car and pick your kiddo up from, from the game, you know, but you got to stop that anxiety attack. You need something that's fast. So that's the beauty. Again, you have that range of choices. That's so true. And especially with the, the anxiety piece, I know I myself have struggled with that. And between that and then my GI symptoms, the medications that I'm prescribed to take make me very drowsy and not able to be there for my kids. So that's when medical cannabis really changed my life is when I was able to find relief, but then still be there for my children. And even like when my daughter was young and she was up in the middle of the night, I I was taking, you know, a gummy to go to sleep and, and I was able to still get up. I wasn't too groggy. I was able to take care of her, feed her, go back to sleep. And that is so rare with other prescription medications or even these over-the-counter medications. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's a, a common misconception um, for people who haven't used uh, cannabis before or recently that it does really impair you or it's just going to kind of knock you out and and do the same thing. A lot of people have asked me, they're like, oh, well, does it make you feel drunk? And I'm like, no, not, not at all. So I think that's something that um, the more education that that we hear, the more it'll break down that that stigma of what really the you know, cannabis is doing behind the scenes. And that's the beauty of it. There are the whole range of products. My happiest patients usually have two or three go-tos. We're adults. There's a time and a place for everything. And there are, you are going to have bad days where you just need to lay on the couch and giggle at the silliest movie. And there are products for that. Yeah. But that's not the same thing that's going to help you manage pain and anxiety 52 weeks a year. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, again, it's so refreshing to have these opportunities and these options for these products that let you function in the day without that buzz. And it's really particularly, you also mentioned another subgroup of patients that haven't, you know, people tried it in high school, haven't touched it all these years because they want the control. They don't want the buzz. And to know that, yeah, you can do that. You can have a learning curve. Yeah. But, but you know what? So is the guy who's, you know, the guy or gal who's been smoking the flower for 20 years and they now decide they really want to learn about it as a medical tool. They're going to have a learning curve too, because right. it's got goodness. But once you, once you figure out how it, how you can optimize it for yourself, that's, it, it's a game changer and wow. people love it. And people are using far less traditional pills with better symptom control. It's all about quality of life. That's why we're here. It's about quality of life. Well, and I feel like having the quality of life improvement without significant risks is something that is just, it feels revolutionary because every time when you're taking a pill or, you know, medication that you're prescribed, there's always that long list of all these side effects and things that can go wrong. So I guess when it comes to cannabis, what do any risks associated with it look like or anything that that people should be aware of when they're they're starting out? Well, it is not impossible to overdose as an adult. It can be done. The good news is you won't die. 
Okay. That's good. That's good. So the cannabis overdose is possible. You have to work at it. Now, again, for an adult, please don't leave these products unattended around toddlers because you know they can get into everything in a split second, no matter what. Yeah. Even if there's a child lock, they'll figure out how. (laughs) They'll teach you how to use the child lock. Right. So the, um, but for an adult, basically, you know, if you were to overdose, for example, the edibles are a little square of the chocolate. So I tell patients when you buy the chocolate bar, it's scored into doses. You get the little square, not the bar. Similarly, the bag of gummies is a 10-pack. You don't eat the whole pack. Yeah. If you were to do that, you would get very ill and you would have significant GI distress. I joke around, you'll be worshiping the porcelain god coming out of both ends. (laughs) You'll be miserable and then you'll have miserable sleeping it off and you will never do it again. But you're not going to die. You're not going to need a liver transplant or a kidney transplant the next day. You're probably going to upset your family members, friends, roommates, loved ones, but you will you will survive it. So overdoses can occur. Overdoses with edibles because you're impatient and you don't wait to see what they do. Mm-hmm. The flip side, let me throw in a bit of advice. Microdosing is the trend. People are actually cutting their edibles into quarters and doing little baby pieces to get good relief and more control. So you want to avoid an overdose. The other way is if you have a tincture, again, because you get impatient and don't want to wait for the long acting, you could overdose on that. You're going to get a similar syndrome. Now, the uh, obviously you don't, you know, we don't recommend this for teenagers, the developing brain, because we don't know the effects. Yeah. Similarly, unfortunately, pregnancy, mm-hmm. you know, pregnancy and breastfeeding. But as soon as you're done, it's great for postpartum issues. And we can come back to that as well. Uh, but I think the we're trying to talk about side effects, adverse effects. You're not going to get addicted in the same manner that you would to opioids or muscle relaxants. Um, you're going to have effects on your appetite. Effect is it's going to help your appetite. It's going to decrease inflammation. As far as bad side effects, there are patients who that increase in appetite is going to be really detrimental because they're an uncontrolled diabetic and they have no self-restraint. Right. Conversely, more patients, the flip side happens. They have better pain relief. Now they start going to the gym. Now they start losing weight and feeling better. So it is everything has a risk benefit. The other side effects that you can have, obviously, with anything inhaled, you're going to cough. You know, we do believe that vapes are healthier than smoking, but we really only have 10 to 20 year data in terms of medicine. That's short term follow up. Could there be detrimental? There may be something we learn in the coming years. It's not likely to be high grade, but we may change our tune. And I think that goes back to your earlier question. Why is it better to pay attention to medical? Let us follow the studies and tell you when there are trends. Yeah. So, and then you do hear, you know, there are a few patients that really respond to it poorly. And the final thing I mentioned earlier that one of the subtypes of marijuana is called sativa. It starts with an S. So I tell people with anxiety, S for sativa, S for stay away at the beginning, S for speeds you up. Now, when you want to do your spring cleaning, you want something to speed you up, give you pep in your step, right? Yeah. But if you have a lot of anxiety and you do that sativa, it's going to rev up your heart rate. Mm-hmm. It's going to give you a little, and sometimes those palpitations are going to stress you out and trigger your anxiety. Right. So people with anxiety, I suggest start with the hybrids in the middle when you want pep in your step and the indicas when you want to relax mm-hmm. and then fine tune it when you realize how you respond. But in general, if you pick the wrong choice, you're going to have a couple hours of bad experience. You're, you are not going to die. 
Have there been patients that come to the ER with marijuana side effects? Yeah, mm-hmm. there have. Yeah, but nothing like alcohol, trauma, assaults, opioid. opioid addiction, the withdrawals from opioids, the withdrawals from benzos. Nothing like that category. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I feel like it's so comforting to to know, especially if, when you have anxiety, that if the risks are not fatal that are, you know, associated with. So if you do get in a situation where you're like, okay, maybe this isn't the right product for me, you know that, Hey, I just have to get through this couple hours and then I can try something different. It's not, it, it is reassuring knowing that. And especially working with a doctor, I I feel like if you tried something and it doesn't work, you can make an appointment with you and come back and say, Hey, I tried this. Let's rework this. What do I do? Is that true that that's how the relationship would work? Absolutely. In fact, we have a super cheapy appointment type for exactly that. When you want another appointment, we're happy to do that. We also have those seven days a week. But the reality is when it's a quick question like that, often people just call us, text us or email us and we can reassure you a lot faster than waiting for an appointment. If it's something common, I mean, we do this full time. So we know. And again, we have your chart. I told her to avoid Steve. A lot of times I get questions like that. I can always guess what you my first question for what you might have tried. Yeah. The other trick I mentioned in passing, and I'll go ahead and give you guys a tip. If you are, quote, too high or too much whatever effect of your cannabis, your marijuana half, the THC, use a CBD, pure CBD product right then and there. The combination, the brain likes the combination. The combination is more medicine, less buzz. Okay. That's very interesting. So that, that kind of brings us into what I wanted to touch on next, which was the three key pieces. So I I know you mentioned that before. So share that, give me the rundown on on what we need to know. And we've already heard a lot of those. So there are three questions you answer. And when based on those three answers, you choose one product, three decisions go into each product. So question one is your subtype of marijuana. Question two is your format of marijuana. And question three is, would you like CBD with that? The answer is yes, if you have anxiety, right? (laughs) It's yes. If you want more medicine, less buzz, you want CBD with it. You want more anti-inflammatory, more anti-anxiety from both plants. The plants help each other. The brain likes it. So the combinations are definitely preferred by people who want more control and less buzz. Okay. Or people use it as a tool when they want that situation. So, and for example, in the creams for the anti-inflammatory, for the pain relief, you got to get both plants and the creams. It was a game changer. Yeah. Okay. So yes. So on your CBD, but you heard how I joked about it. What see, want to get CBD with that? Just like when you order the burger and they ask you that with the fries. Yeah. What happens when you say yes at the burger store? They don't shut up, do they? They hit you with another question. Right. And guess, guess what? We do that in the dispenser. You want CBD with that? How much CBD? Now that's more than we'll cover today, but yeah. there are different ratios. The one-to-one is the classic most medicine, least buzz. Okay. That's e- equal amount of the two plants. Other ratios have other pros and cons that you will learn when you have your cart. So yeah. question one was your type of marijuana, two, your format, and three, we just answered with the CBD. If we go back to question one, we've bumped on it. Cannabis is the active ingredient, THC, comes in three subtypes, two naturally occurring behaviors opposites. When we talked about it, revs you up, pep in your step, one slows you down. Sativa and indica are naturally occurring opposites. S for sativa, S for speeds you up, 
And if you have anxiety, ask for stay, stay away. away. Yeah. For starters, again, after you get to be a pro, you can try it. But for starters, start with good experiences. Indica slows you down. The other easy way to remember that is Indica puts you in the couch. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right. But if you need something for sleep, you're going to want an Indica and you're going to want some CBD to make it last all night. So you wake up not groggy. Right. Right. Okay. Now, what if you want your CBD at night? And I just told you to stay away from your sativa. What's left? What's left is called a hybrid. You know, when you see a hybrid car, it's a compromise. Anytime you see the word hybrid, it means no extremes. So the hybrid's going to give you marijuana benefits without too much pep in your step or revving you up or, you know, palpitations, anxiety, but it's also not going to make you as sleepy as an indica. So the first order business is you're going to learn. It's theoretical. I told you what the books say, but each patient's going to have their favorites. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, some people buy all three, like wine. Some people only get two and exclude one. And then there are people that tell me, doc, it's all good. And I buy what's on sale. Hey, and, whatever works. <laughs> and that goes back to patient centric. Yeah. So, but if you don't think about that before you go in, just hearing that question can be overwhelming. Definitely. But you can have two different products if yeah. you need them. So question one was your type. Question three, we've discussed. And the middle question is your format. Yes. Your format. To answer that question, you want to realize that marijuana, the traditional I call smoking the flower, old faithful, that's where it all started. But you light a fire and you smoke it and you inhale it. It kicks in really rapidly mm -hmm. within minutes reliably. But the bummer is if it kicks in fast, what happens an hour or an hour and a half later? Wears off. It wears off. It's gone. Well, when you're in high school and sneaking behind your parents' back, that's great. Right. You're, you're, when you're not, adult, not high when you go home at curfew. <laughs> right. But when you're yeah. adult, you want that anti-inflammatory and that anti-anxiety and you need it to last. Right. So the, so the one category is kicks in fast, but if it kicks in fast, it wears off. If you want it to last long, it's going to take a long time to kick in. So your inhaled formats, anything inhaled is kicks in fast, wears off fast. There's a time and a place for everything. You've got your flower, you've got vapes, you've got what are called waxes or concentrates. As the definition tells you, you use much less of that, what I call goo, to get the effect. But again, those effects are going to be shorter lived. But if it's an anxiety situation and you don't want to go into full-blown panic attack, you need a tool that kicks in fast. Yeah. If it's your chronic pain or your Crohn's disease and you've got a flare-up roaring, or diverticulitis, you're going to want something that lasts long. So your edibles and your tinctures are going to give you hours of relief. But to get that, there's a trade-off. It takes them an hour to kick in. Right. Stop a minute. Think about that. Whoa, an hour to kick in, hours of goodness. This one's gone in an hour. They're two different animals. <laughs> they cannot be identical. They can't yeah. do the identical process, right? Right. So what that means, the downside is it means for a new patient, it's going to take you a little longer to figure it out. Yeah. The upside is imagine the possibilities when you have your favorite in both the categories. Mm -hmm. If you have a tool that's long lasting that you need for certain symptoms versus one that kicks in fast for other symptoms. And that's the beauty of cannabis as an adult. And I mentioned earlier with the edibles, that's why people like microdosing. They're cutting them in quarters and taking those little baby pieces. They're learning them faster. Because it's going to give you a different effect. It's yeah. going to give you more body relaxation. 
it's going to be better for pain relief than something that's going to wear off faster. Right. But the euphoria, the happy feelings are also different. I'll tell you with the inhaled, again, people, most people tried it at least once in high school. It's giggly. It's hee hee ha ha. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't get that with an edible because that edible is chugging along an hour to kick in. It doesn't give you the same happy. Yeah. But I often get people tell me, oh, edibles don't work on me, doc. Well, do you know what they're supposed to do? And really, that's the thing. Once you realize they're supposed to be different, you can start looking at them with an open eye. But it was honestly a young mom that told me, Dr. Morris, you were right. And this is when she figured it out. I told her to microdose. One day do a quarter, the next day do a half. I said, no matter what, just ride it out, even if you think it's doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Said the second day, her toddler knocked over a full jug of milk. She said, Dr. Morris, you know what I did? I cleaned it up. I cleaned it up. And I got what she was saying, but I let her keep going. She's like, I didn't flip out. I didn't lose my cool. I didn't get angry at the milk, the child, the paper towels. I just cleaned it up. And at that moment, the light bulb clicked on. Not only was the edible doing something, I wasn't stressed, but I was a better mom. And I looked back and realized the whole day, there was nothing that made me lose my cool. There was, and yesterday it wasn't the same but I didn't have that anxiety. And so you have to know to expect that because that's some real goodness right there. Isn't that, that really is that's, that's incredible. As you're saying that um, I was listening to another podcast the other day and they were, they were talking about something similar. And as a mom, there's so many times in your day where you are just going, 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 and your brain is always 10 steps ahead, trying to figure out, you know, what's next on the to-do list. So I personally, I, I microdose um, very frequently and I find that it just helps me be more present with my kids. And even like if they want to do pretend play or something like that, usually if I'm anxious, if I'm always looking forward to the next thing or what what's going to happen, I can't be in the moment and actually engage in that play with them. But being able to sort of be in the moment, lower my anxiety, it helps me just open up this whole new area of play and interaction with my kids that I wouldn't have without that, which is just, it's, it's really been a, a game changer for me. I love to hear that. And we we consistently hear that when you're happier and doing better, your interpersonal relationships are better, you know, work, family, spouses, kids, all of it. But especially with, like you said, the stress mom, you've got the, the three different events this afternoon. You take a little time. And I just, I loved hearing her story. And, you know, again, we do this on video. So seeing her face light up as she told me the story is how it really clicked. And I said, and that's exactly it. If you think your edible is going to do the identical as to what a flower does when you smoke it, it can't. Poor right. little edible guy can't. But if you look at it, what it can offer you, then you are empowered to use that tool. And on a good day, you might just take a little microdose in the morning and in the afternoon. But on a bad day, you've got that leeway that you can take extra. And back to what I said earlier, the range of safety of you not having an adverse event, a side effect from the medicine just really lends itself to, you know, working that learning curve and figuring out what's what's great for you. And experimenting, really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I have a follow-up question from um, the CBD question that we were talking about a, a couple minutes ago. So sure. um, I know that there's there's CBD, but then there's also CBG, CBN. What is the difference between all of these C 
things. <laughs> okay. Well, CBD and THC are the two different plants. THC okay. is the active ingredient from the marijuana plant. Okay. has the euphoria and that's mm-hmm. the sativa indica hybrid. So remember right. okay. hybrid is not both plants. Hybrid means within the marijuana. Okay. The, the hemp plant, traditionally we made rope and other sturdy products out of it. And it wasn't very popular at first because we didn't realize it was a medicine. Then we realized it had anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiety, but it had no euphoria. So it kind of lingered, right? Now that we realize putting them together, the marijuana actually activates it. So it's more effective anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiety. So that's a piece of it. (laughs) Now that we figured that out, we are engaging in really research, trying to figure it out. And what we know is that there are over a hundred active, metabolically active compounds actually in CBD. So CBD is not one thing, whereas cannabis, we know a few types. CBD is hundreds, at least over a hundred. And so now as we're figuring it out that the two together are goodness, we're figuring out more. And we've extracted out so far two subgroups with therapeutic benefit. One of them and we nickname them. They're subgroups. It's not one chemical. It's that group that's drought makes you drowsy. We nickname that CBN for nighttime. That makes so sense. You, <laughs> you will see tinctures and gummies that have CBN and indica together for nighttime. The other one that we figured out works really well on the gut or the GI tract, helps squeeze the, helps decrease the bloating, the cramping, but helps the motility is CBG. We named it G for gut. It's not that it's one compound. It's a group of compounds. Now, most people that have gut disorders, that doesn't flare up at night when you're sleeping. It flares up in the daytime when you're eating and trying to do things. So generally you'll see a CBG in a tincture with a hybrid because we don't want you sleepy. You got the hybrid, you got your CBG. If it's a one-to-one ratio, you're going to have maximal medicine, minimal impairment microdosing those tinctures makes a lot of my Crohn's patients very, very happy. And that's a newer product. Mm-hmm. And again, why in the tincture versus the edible? Well, think about it. It's G for gut, right? Your gut's acting up. You don't want to wait till it goes all the way up down to the irritated gut. You want it to absorb up here under your tongue in the, in the vascular bed or into the bloodstream. It'll shave a little bit of time off it, but again, you're not going to irritate your already irritated gut. So there's a lot of logic that we now understand and works so well for patients. It's, I love hearing the science behind it and all these little, little things through all the interviews and like research that I've done myself. I feel like I'm always learning something new and it, there's always something new that's coming out that is so beneficial for, for different patient groups. So thank you for, for sharing that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I just love to see, I love to see patients' faces light up, you know, at the new patient a point when they, the wheels start turning in their head, how this could fit into their lifestyles, but then hearing coming back what patients are talking about, they're not talking about side effects. They're not talking about ER visits or bad experiences. And generally the first thing patients brag about is medicines they've gotten off of improvements in their lives. Um, You know, again, we've talked about relationships, family, and we're Lots of, with our PTSD patients, I love hearing them come back year after year. I went back to school. I got a degree. I got a promotion. I got a new job. I love That's hearing chill. the diabetics. Oh, yeah. The diabetics that, you know, I shaved off pounds. I shaved off my hemoglobin A1C, you know, and yet they're eating gummies, but they're microdosing them, you know, right. and they're doing it responsibly because you're grownups and you get the tools and you use them right. That's so cool. 
amazing. It, it really is. And, you know, it's, that's, that's why we do it. We love to, it's such a fun experience and, you know, but there's still, as we talked about, there's still so much stigma out there. And, you know, I joked around earlier about get, you know, get your friends, get your neighbors, get your parents, you know, the older patients have more side effects with the ugly meds. So the more patients that are comfortable, you know, the more they tell two friends. And I think, you know, for the young moms, especially trying to multitask and juggle and not feeling guilty because it's about big picture. Are you a better mom because your symptoms are under better control? That's, that's what it's about. And, you know, the alcohol. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm happy to have a glass of wine with you after work, but I, I strongly don't recommend it as a tool for falling asleep. Yeah. No. And especially if you need to do some chores after the kids go to bed, you know, I'd much rather you use a product that makes, puts you in a good mood and you don't mind cleaning up that mess and picking Old up that laundry. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, and, and, you know, for the women, it's the folding, the laundry, the mindless chores, the vacuuming. There are some things we just prefer to have a little extra oomph in our attitude. The men do it with the lawn chores. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'd rather everyone does it than going postal. Yeah, I totally agree. Yes. Yeah. And well, I, I think, I know we touched on this earlier, but with the the stigma around, I feel like that can be really challenging and, you know, depending on your social circle or your career even. Um, but I think as more of this information gets out there and people start to really understand the science behind it, that stigma will hopefully lessen and more people will be able to use it in a beneficial way and actually see all of the possibilities that that it holds. And you nailed it. And it is getting better. I mean, it is so much better than it was even two years ago, yeah. but there's still a good ways to go. Yeah. You know, and, but, you know, you also hit on something just now as well. Um, back to, you know, the benefits of getting the card and yeah. having, you know, that also helps you alleviate the stigma, but you mentioned the professionals. Yeah. A lot of professionals want to have, especially licensed professionals just for the peace of mind. Yeah. If they were ever pulled over, if they were ever queried by a job, if they were ever queried by a professional board. So even though it's recreationally available to you, having that documentation often gives you, again, peace of mind and less stress. You may That's never have to show point. it to anyone, but you know, knowing that, or, or maybe it's as simple as your family member. Maybe some dear family members are very anti-marijuana and, you know, it, it gives patients peace of mind to know, no, it's a doctor. And mm-hmm. as, as you've met myself and, you know, as you look on our website and you sort of meet our other docs, you know, we're, we're proud of who we are and what our, you know, what we're teaching patients. We really try to spend our appointment time teaching, you yeah. know, we don't want to grill you. If you have PTSD, something nasty happened to you. I'm sorry. And that's terrible. And I shame on the person that did it, Right. but let's for once, this is the one time you can take that PTSD and let's turn it into something positive and let's spend your time talking about how it can help you. Yeah, that's that's just amazing. It's and amazing this... that the work that you do. So thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, um, absolutely. I know we're coming up on time. So I have one more question okay. for you. Where do you see the future of medical cannabis going? I think medical cannabis is always going to have a role. I get a very common question. Well, when my state goes wreck, I won't need my card anymore. 
I think we covered that for a couple of reasons earlier. So you're not seeing what you're seeing when states go having both, you get more variety, you get capitalism, you get price competition, you get better prices. Yeah. So I think that's all going to be good. I would love to see it federally legal. The sooner the better. I see some real hurdles in that not happening as fast. Right now we got it medically legal in 38 states. The rate we're going, I think we're going to beat it that way before it goes federally. Um, yeah. But either way, I think it's it's the wave of the future as the stigma is coming down. And look how much we've learned in just the last five years with combining the CBD and THC. You know, we're seeing how we're seeing how it works, the anti-inflammatory components. So I think the sky's the limits. Once once it is federally legal or once it's state legal in all 50 states, the ability to do quality research and knock it out of the park and figure out even more is just it's just amazing. It just thrills me. And that's why, you know, our groups always kept, we love the fact that we have this database. If we can ever participate in research, we're ready. So I think the future is, I mean, look how many choices we have now. If you, we had had this conversation five to 10 years ago, I wouldn't have believed you that there was a product that you can use in the middle of the workday and it makes you feel good and you're safer than without it. And it's not impairing you. I would have been shocked. The idea that, you know, so so I can't guess where where these improvements are going to be, but I'm just so amazed how many we've seen. And it was 26 years ago I voted for that law. Wow. How much has changed in that short amount of time? Sky's the limit. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to see where it goes and we'll have to keep up with you so you can uh, give us your thoughts and updates. And I love uh, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. We're working with a doctor that is an expert and this is so helpful because you are keeping up on all of the new you know, research that's coming out and, and new products and new studies. So um, I think that's just even more of a testament and why you are so essential in in the medical cannabis world oh absolutely we're we feel we'll always have a role if it goes wreck that's only going to help our patients because yeah. of pricing but you yeah. know but i think um i think it's it's just amazing and i appreciate the opportunity to meet your meet your audience and i'd love to come back if there are future if you want to talk about because you can get me going. I can give you an hour on any of these topics. <laughs> I love it. There's so much that we could get into and I would love to have you back. Um, I want to make sure that listeners can find you. So I'll link the website and um, any other information in the show notes, but do you want to shout out website, Instagram? Where do you want people to find you? We have our own website and it's, w, of course, www, right? But dubermedical.com, D-U-B-E-R, dubermedical.com. It's one-stop shopping. You can do everything automated there, but we do have Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube presence. So one thing to know is if you click that, though the little icons are in the top right-hand corner of our website, all the pages. If you click those, you get there, as you imagine, from a hyperlink. But our YouTube channel has nice three to five minute videos for beginners on all the topics, the three questions we talked about, and those are free to anybody. That's our next future direction in teaching that we're even going to buff that up. So I mentioned that even if you don't want an appointment right away, you can utilize that resource. We are open seven days a week since we see patients eight to eight in any, in the time zones we're in. It actually means for Eastern time, our phones are answered from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. by wow. live people. Now wow. we're closed Christmas and Thanksgiving, but the rest of the days we work it out. Holidays, most people would rather work a shorter shift and still get paid. And we just, we're, you know, we work it out. 
So, um, but people, we still make sure everyone gets time off. So they're happy. That's great. Well, thank you so much. This was a ton of information. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. This is so helpful. And I hope that we can have you back again. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure and good luck. All right. That was my conversation with Dr. Morris from Duber Medical. All of the links to find Duber Medical and the resources they offer are in the show notes. I hope you all learned something. It is kind of impossible to listen to that conversation and not take something away from it. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed and have a great week and stay well.